Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Live from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, the Total Education Show, the talk shop for teachers, parents, and administrators. Here's your host of the show, Neil Haley, the Total Tutor. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Neil Haley Show. You can check me out on Twitter, at TotalTutor, and neilhaley.com, and I'm excited to welcome the program, Celebrity Guy Pierce of Brimstone. Guy, thanks for calling, and I watched the trailer for this film, and wow, you're a really menacing guy, for sure, in this character. <laughs> Thank you, Neil. It's a, it's a privilege to be here and to get to talk to you, and yes, you're absolutely right. It's a, it's a terribly menacing character. The cast. They're working, working with Dakota. What did you think of working with her? Oh, she loved working know, she's with awesome. her. I saw it. Yeah. yeah. She's great. I worked with her just on 10 years ago now, and, you know, she was just as impressive then as she is now. She's a very mature young woman and really good at what she does, obviously. She's really powerful on screen. I think she's she brings such sort of fragility but intelligence and vulnerability and all those qualities that are just so appealing on screen. And she's awesome, really, really awesome. And she's of no, you know, she she just doesn't like to waste time. She's a no-fuss kind of girl. She's very mature. And she was, as I say, even 10 years ago when I worked with her. Uh, I just, I, I, unbelievable for sure. The Old West and your character's going to go and chase after a woman because he just doesn't, what is he upset about? Is he of their moral character? What is the reasoning that he justifies this mean? Well, well without without giving the story away too no. much, he um, he you know he believes that he has the right to marry this young woman, and um, because God says so, and it's not what she wants, and he just cannot he cannot let up. He cannot. Um, you know, he, he, he believes that he'll go to hell unless unless she marries him. And it's really her duty to, uh, you know... And he he twists the story in such a way that, try, that tries to make her believe that, that it's her responsibility to save him. So it's an incredibly twisted story. But the wow, thing is, it happens continually to this day. And you've been busy, Guy, right, with... Uh... When We Rise and how that whole week was just an amazing miniseries. I'm sure you're proud of that as well and what, how that Yeah, developed. Yeah, look, that, that, was, that was just fantastic. I mean, I, unfortunately, I wasn't here in America when it aired, but I was getting a lot of uh, mail and a lot of responses from it. And, you know, the whole team behind it are really proud of it, as am I. And, you know, the characters that we got to portray and Ken Jones and, and Roma Guy and Cleve Jones, you know, the, the lives that those people are experiencing and have experienced are, are so incredible. And, you know, the fight that they've had to uh, to maintain, you know, for, for LGBT rights and women's rights, etc., are just um, so inspiring. So the whole thing was really uplifting and moving to be a part of. Well, it really makes the uh, community have an opportunity to finally feel like they are starting to fit in in this world compared to, let's say, the time when this was supposed to take place. So that's the great thing about it, and it's just a beginning process for people to understand other people's uh, preferences and, 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 and well, not right. have to I mean, hide. You know, yeah. The more stories that are told like this, the more you know um, acceptable – because I know for a lot of people, the idea of accepting somebody who's different, no matter how that difference um, appears, just feels impossible. But so it, it just has to come down to education, really. And, and if you can be educated by watching a miniseries, then fantastic. All right. Well, again, in theaters today uh, and on and yeah. VOD, am I correct, Guy? So selected right. theaters yeah. and VOD. And where can we find information on you too, Guy? Where can we go? 
Uh, well, I'm on, a, I'm, I'm on Twitter at TheGuyPierce, and also uh, I have a website, um, which is GuyPierce.net. And um, so I've got a new record actually coming out later this year at some point, which we're just finishing off at the moment. So still making lots of music as well. And uh, Awesome. So, you know, there's a bunch of things on, it, on their way up. Well, Guy, thanks for calling. Thanks for taking the time. Everyone needs to check out the film because you play a great villain, trust me. After I watched that trailer, I said, wow, I can't wait to watch it. So thanks again for taking the time, and take care. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Right. Bye-bye. See ya. You're welcome. Bye-bye. You're listening to Neil Haley's show, and we'll be back in just a moment. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Neil Haley Show. You can check me out on Twitter, at TuttleTutor and NeilHaley.com, and I'm excited to welcome the program from CBS's Criminal Minds Beyond Borders, Daniel Henney. Daniel, thanks for calling, and how are you? Uh, thanks for having me. I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. All right. All right. Well, awesome. And now you're part of another huge brand, which is Criminal Minds, and this is a spinoff called Crim- uh, Criminal Minds Beyond Borders, and I think it's really special. This is season two, but this really speaks to so many people and how when they go outside the United States, how they don't feel safe anymore and how you need to have people protecting you. And this is what makes the the premise of that show. I mean, yeah, it's it's a very interesting time in our country, in the world, to be honest with you. And um, it's true. I mean, the biggest uh, one of our biggest fears is if we do travel, which, you know, innately we all love to do. I think it's important for humans to travel, to gain experience, and to learn what happens if something happens. And our show speaks to that uh, a little bit. Um, our team is based on a real team that, uh, that is there to come and get you if, uh, if trouble strikes. Um, we're dealing with a lot of situations where people have made bad decisions. Let me just clarify that when they yeah. travel. You know, we're not saying don't travel. We're just saying research where you're going, be smart, you know, do your homework. But in our show... Um, there's a lot of unfortunate situations that happen, but, um, yeah, it's interesting because people traveling is a concern now. So I think that our show speaks to that a little bit. Well, and Daniel, you think about it in so many ways, people sometimes think they're above the law. And then once you get to another country and they do something wrong and they're not protected by the United States, they're, they're messed over. They're in deep trouble. And we've seen it time and time again. Yeah. And they also have another research and they don't have another research in terms of what to do, where to go. I mean, they think, I'll just go to the embassy if I lose my passport. Uh, well, you can. Do you know where the embassy is? Do you know how far you are? I mean, half the time you're in the middle of nowhere. So, I mean, these things are important to do before you travel. Just just cover your bases. All right, so tell us about your character and what your character does on the show. Uh, I play Matt Simmons. He's uh, he's the tactical guy in the show. He breaks down the doors. He He's a tracker, so he's, uh, he's, he's the action guy. So it's a lot of fun to play him. Um, he's, uh, he's done a couple tours in Iraq, one in Afghanistan. He's uh, a Delta Force guy. And um, it's just a lot of fun. I have a lot of guys on set who are former FBI military guys who help me to make sure I don't look like a fool when I do things. Yeah, <laughs> um, uh, yeah he's, a, he's a family man, first and foremost. He loves his family. And uh, it's just great to play him, especially for me. You know, being Asian American, it's really right. great to have this sort of quintessential American character. It's, a, it's really, really cool. Because sometimes you get typecast the other way, right, Daniel? In a lot of ways. Yeah, I, yeah, I mean, it's definitely happened. And look, I grew up in Michigan in a small town, as in cornfields, as American as it gets, Norman Rockwell as it gets, and uh, it's part of me. So um, I've always wanted to play a guy like Matt. And, I'm, you know, my dad's a Vietnam veteran, and uh, this is just a role that I've always kind of coveted and wanted, so finally it's come my way. So. I'm just hoping that I knock it out of the park. Hey, that, that's great. And, and you talk about, do you do your own stunts, Daniel? I do. I do. I do all my own stunts, unless it's like jumping off a building or something crazy. But uh, I'll do the jumping over cars, taking guys down, all my own fights, all that stuff. How much fun is that? It's got to be fun. It's a lot of fun. It's a lot, it is tougher on TV shows as opposed to movies because we don't have the prep time. So... You know, a lot of stuff I have to do before season in terms of, like, prepping screen fighting, just keeping myself in shape, because on the day, we only have maybe four or five hours to rehearse it, to choreograph the fights, to choreograph the action, and we got to shoot it because we're on a clock. So um, it's a lot of fun. It's pressure, but it's good pressure. You know, I think pressure is very important, too. So, uh, yeah, I couldn't be happier with it. Oh, that's got to be that's got to be so cool. I'm a, I'm a former professional wrestler. When I hear about people doing their own stunts, I'm impressed Whoa, because, cool. yeah, yeah, I, I say, oh, my gosh, I know for a fact you guys are that stunts are not the easiest thing in the world. You have the, your stunt guys still, but it keeps you going, right? Say, okay, I'm jumping out now. No, It keeps you going, yeah. yeah. 
It's 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 interesting. It's an art because you know uh, it looks different. On, what looks good on camera is what is different than what looks good in real life. So you have to learn your angles. You have to learn where the cameras are. I mean, there's a lot of things that are very unnatural in terms of striking and fighting in general that wouldn't look good on camera. So you have to learn those things. It's kind of funny when you first get into it, but uh, once you learn, you're good to go. How's it working with Gary Sinise? He must be an awesome guy, right? Working with him. It's just incredible. I mean, I. I you grew up watching him your whole life, and, and, you know, people say you shouldn't meet your heroes, but I I disagree because Gary is just a fantastic human being. He's like a kind of a father figure on set, but also a really good friend to me. And, uh, you know, what he does for our veterans, for the military. Oh, yeah. Um, he really is just a saint. I mean, he's incredible, and he's the funniest, coolest, like, down-to-earth dude you'll ever meet in your life. And see, that's where the show goes in so many ways, is our military is definitely in this show because we're in the other countries, and, and they're the ones protecting. If you guys aren't doing it, the military is, right? So that's the, 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 the portion of Absolutely. this. Yeah. So you work hand-in-hand hand with it. Yeah, so what, we're, always trying to, we're, we're always trying to buy military presents. So what countries, uh, Daniel, have, uh, are, are the show, is the show based on certain storylines this season? Like, what countries? We start tonight in uh, in Tanzania. We have a situation where 32 Americans have went missing from a uh, a train ride, a tour, kidnapped by what we think is like this strange, crazy cult. It's really exciting tonight's episode, so it's super cool. Uh, we got Colombia coming up, Singapore, South Korea, which was really close to my heart, being Korean, uh, Greece, Taiwan, Jamaica, and we end it, I think, with Nepal, searching for a mysterious Yeti type character. <laughs> Oh, wow. And are you shooting all these in yeah. different countries, Daniel? Are you doing all the, sh- the shoots in What's those that? countries? Are you shooting all those shows in those countries, Daniel? Uh, no, we can't get to the countries. It'd just be too crazy in terms of cost. We'd love to, but the budget's not there. Maybe someday if we, if we keep going. But right now we, we depend on our art department. They create these amazing, amazing countries for us around Los Angeles. I mean, L.A. is a... It's nice because you can shoot a lot of stuff. Oh, yeah. So we're, you know, 50 miles surrounding L.A. We, we're out driving around finding locations. All right, Daniel, best place we can find information on you. We can follow you on Twitter at your name, Daniel Henney. And everyone needs to tune in tonight, 10 p.m. Eastern, to Criminal Criminal Minds Beyond Borders. And also, any other places to connect with you? Is Twitter the best, Daniel? Uh, you can see me. On, I'm, I'm on Instagram as well. I'm at Daniel Honey Official. And, uh, yeah, that's about it. Tonight, tonight on CBS at 10 o'clock. All right. Well, thanks, Daniel, for calling. Best of luck and take care. Hey, thanks a lot. I'll see you. Okay, bye-bye. You're listening to the Total Celebrity Show, and we'll be back in just a moment. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Neil Haley Show. You can check me out on Twitter at TotalTutorNeilHaley.com. And I can't wait always when I have my co-host online, Crystal Hodges, at Traveling Chick on Twitter and stuff. Crystal, how are you? And I know you're excited. Again, you get these amazing guests, and you have an unbelievable guest for us today as well. Yeah, um, I'm doing well. And today's guest is uh, singer, songwriter, and worship leader, Carrie Job, and it's really exciting to have her on the show today. Welcome, Carrie. Thank you so much. What you do every day, the reason you perform is to, to give God glory, and you put yourself mm-hmm. out of that comfort zone, Carrie, by deciding to write about mm-hmm. your personal life, which is very difficult mm-hmm. when, when people put it down on paper. So tell us that challenge every time you're singing some of these songs because of going back to that time and how you felt, especially being pregnant and your sister's baby was lost. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it is, but it's, it's hard to sing about it. It's hard to kind of like revisit that sometimes, even when we're sharing about it or when we're on stage at night, but something I started realizing even right around that, when I was leading worship at events or something, right, you know, right after that event happened, so just that so many people are in that vulnerable, raw place. And so as a leader and as someone who, you know, gets to write music that some people like to listen to, I just felt like, you know, I want to write out of this because if it's ministering to people and if it's meeting them where they are, I just think it's really beautiful. You know, to me, too, when you have a worship leader, you have someone that you enjoy listening to their music or their preaching or teaching or something and you know the the struggles they've experienced and you know their story and their testimony 
I feel like it also it also just tears down walls and helps you trust their words more, and it helps you even connect to God through them more because you know it's their sacrifice of praise, you know. And so mm-hmm. I've just found that it's been really sweet, and everyone's been so so precious in it, and it it helps to heal, you know, when we share a testimony and it, it impacts other people and. And helps them. I think it helps you to heal in your own soul. Well, I was reading about the album and where it came out of with your story, and I had listened to the album a time or two, and I enjoyed it. And I was reading about the story today, actually, and I thought this changes how I'm hearing this because in mm-hmm. 2011 I was in Japan. Um, they had just had their tsunami, and I was doing disaster relief mm-hmm. work, and. Um, I got a call from my mom and said, hey, your sister's in labor. The odds aren't good. And so my sister gave birth to a stillborn baby girl. And um, yeah. so I had to fly home early from Japan. And I, we just had a really hard year that year. And that was probably yeah. one of the hardest, if not the hardest, um, issues. And yeah. so when I was reading this today, I was like, this changes how I'm hearing mm-hmm. this whole album. And I need to get a copy for mm-hmm. my sister because we all, my whole family mm-hmm. needs to hear it. Because even five years later... It's still hard yeah. in a lot of ways. Right. Um, so, yeah. It's yeah, powerful. different things like trigger and different things like, yes. Oh, I'm so sorry you walked through that as well. Man. Yeah, it's incredible to see how many people have walked through that. Like, once you start sharing your own yeah. story and talking about it, yeah. like, you realize, wait, yeah. there's so many women, so many families who have walked through this, and you have no idea. Um, so Yeah, and even women what you're doing. who are, thank you, just even women, too, that, desire to have babies and they haven't been able to and just the heartache in that and these nights have just been really sweet because I feel like people are coming just knowing that they're going to be ministered to and they're going to hear God and just be encouraged you know just to know that other people have walked through something but, but that their faith wasn't shaken to the point of walking away from God I think sometimes you just people need that encouragement of no you've got to keep trusting the Lord because he is faithful and you'll see miracles. I'm sure with you guys, you've seen God do things that, yeah. you know, you wish it would have looked different, but he's done something beautiful in a different way. And it's just, it's sweet to watch that he cares about the details, you know. Yeah, he, he definitely does. Really, he does. And then, see, and that's mm-hmm. th- that's interesting. You talk about that, Carrie, because um, when you think about faith and being shaken, that's part of being a Christian. It's not an easy. Mm-hmm. It's not an easy life being a Christian. So we have to understand that right. we're going to yeah. suffer, and but he's always doing it for a reason. So we have to capitalize on that. And so you're capitalizing it through your album, through your message, through talking to others on the radio, television, uh, different concerts. How many people have you changed their faith or gotten the opportunity to convert or help them grow in Christ Mm -hmm. at, at your, uh, events? It's amazing. I, that's one thing that I Mm -hmm. can't imagine just how many people that listening to your song, it changed them. Yeah. Yeah. I love hearing those testimonies, you know, and even the other night was really sweet. I I always try to do an altar call every night towards the end of the night, just saying, hey, if you don't know Jesus, I want you to know it. If if he's not the Lord and Savior of your heart, I want to lead you in a prayer. And and I I don't even take that much time to do it. It's just a couple minutes. But the other night I watched a dad, he had brought his daughter and he raised his hand to receive the Lord. And I just thought, oh my goodness, like you just don't know what your testimony and what your stories are going to do to help people connect to God. And it might be, you might be the the missing link to them knowing, oh, that makes sense. Okay, I need him. And, you know, I I wish we didn't have to put through difficult stuff, but I do love the fact that when we share about it and when we share even the hard stuff, when we say, I was really disappointed in God for a little while. And I've it was very difficult, but I realized that that wasn't doing me any good to be, to not worship because worship brings breakthrough and praise and declaring who God is. There's a breakthrough that happens in our heart. And so it's powerful to keep worshiping, even in the midst of not understanding. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. Um, go ahead, Neil. No, I was waiting to just give uh, that pause. And, and I know you have a good, another question, Crystal. 
Oh, um, well, I was just going to add to that of, you know, how sometimes we're that missing link for people. Um, you know, mm-hmm. I, I think what's really cool that, you know, we're all different in our own ways and we all have our different stories and often our stories can reach people. Um, like, you know, you can reach people in ways I can't reach people and vice versa. Like right. you're musical right. and you have this gift of songwriting and worship and I can't even keep beat with a tambourine, mm-hmm. and, but I'm the speaker <laughs> and, um, I yeah. talk about, um, going viral and being cyber bullied, like going viral to 30 million people. And so, um, you know, we all have our stories and we all have our gifts. And I think that's really cool how God equipped all of us. Yeah, she really has. And that's, and that's so important when you talk about how he really has and, and going and doing that. So is it tough, Carrie, having to perform, going and traveling all the time and, and performances and being away for your family or does your family travel with you on the road? Well, on this tour, I have my husband and my, my son are out. So Cody leads worship with me every night, and then our son is with us. And, and then we have family that comes out, even my sister, which this album was written so much for her. She's going to come out and enjoy some of the tour and hang out with me. So, you know, and honestly, for us, we've kind of learned how to do it in a way of we, we go and we, we're gone for a good chunk of time. And then we're home for a good chunk of time. So it just kind of helps to know this is this season and then we'll have some time off. And then that way it's not just constant. Right. I don't think I could do it if it was just like every weekend or like this long of a tour all the time. So kind of have to balance it out. Mm-hmm. How many cities have you been going to for this tour? We're doing 31 cities and I think we've done we've done eight so far. So we do number nine tonight. Wow, that's cool. So are you traveling? <laughs> so, Carrie, are, are you traveling by bus or plane, or it depends on which from which place to which place and how you do it. Yeah, we're doing. We have three tour buses, a big semi truck with all of the gear and everything in it. So it's kind of a big, big to do on this tour. It's, it's been fun. <laughs> that's cool. Yeah. Um, so, and let, let's uh, go into specifically Carrie um, talking about the, the message of the album. What other songs? The most of the songs are inspired by your sister's situation or other challenges that you've gone through. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah. Um, I think not the whole thing is is you know about everything with my sister. There's probably three that. We're really, really strong. The main one for her, the main two for her, really, are I Will Sing and The Garden. And then while I was writing The Garden, Speak to Me, we got the idea for Speak to Me, and we wrote that the next day, which is really sweet because, you know, when you're in the middle of something difficult, you want to hear God speak to you. You want to hear His voice. You want to know what He's up to. And so it's really just, and that's been a desire that I've loved that, my whole life, I learned to hear his voice early at a young age, and it's something that can be cultivated. It's something that, you know, he says in John ten twenty seven, my sheep hear my voice. And so I learned, I wanted to know his voice early on, and so that's been really sweet. And then a lot, a lot of the other songs, some of them were just written out of just loving the church. I love the church. I love writing for the church as a whole, and just what God's doing in local church, and how powerful it is when we come together and worship together and have these songs of declaration. And so those were some of my other inspirations, just really hearing God on what are some songs we need in the church right now. And um, I think one of my favorites for that is Follow Fresh, just a heart cry and a prayer for God's presence to follow fresh on our churches. um, I'll share one other thing too. I had this dream. I was out on Outcry Tour and Outcry Tour is a bunch of local churches that come together to worship. And so we were with Hillsong, Elevation Worship, Jesus Culture. All of those teams lead at their local churches. They come out of their home churches to come out on this tour. And I had this dream that it was it was raining in an old ancient church. And when I woke up, I really just felt like it was from the Lord, and I just kind of started sharing about it. And as a team, we all realized God was just speaking that we just need to be reminding people that God wants to come back for a pure and spotless bride. 
And so it's just a prayer for God. Let your glory fall on my album is just a prayer for 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 us to be reminded to have clean hands and a pure heart for the glory of God to be evident and tangible in our congregation so that people can know Jesus and and, and want more of who he is because he wants to come back for us. So it's our job, you know, as leaders and, you know, in ministry to help people be reminded of that. Definitely. Absolutely. Do you have um, a process for writing your songs? I mean, I know you've written a lot of incredible ones, and we sing a lot of them actually in my own church. Um, but do you have a process of okay. writing them out? Yeah, I um, a lot of times for me they start with something like what I, kind of like this dream that I had. They start with like a theme, mm-hmm. something that I feel like I need to, I need to write. Like let it rain, let us have clean hands and pure hearts. So I'll have like a theme. I'll have like a few lyric ideas. And then I love to write with other people that can just we can just all get together and bring our strengths to the table and and work on these songs. So I I did that on this album. I really just wrote with people that I connect with that I love their worship songs and that I love how they what language they use in their songs. So I just got together with a lot of different people that I love and that are good friends of mine and we just we would each individual group of and we would write for a couple of days and not just, we weren't in a hurry. We just waited on the Lord. So some of them came in those moments and then some of them came from scenes. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Wow. Yeah. And there's a lot of moving parts to a tour, right, Carrie? <laughs> of all the different things you have to right. do from the tour mm-hmm. buses to the, to the managers and all that stuff. Who oversees a lot of that for you, Carrie? Yeah. Who, who would you say are the people that, make sure that so every event is ready yeah. to go? <laughs> That's a big question. Um, so we have, you know, for, for us, we have booking and management and different, like, promoters, different things like that. So we love using, we use Premier. They do a lot of stuff with Hillsong and Jesus Culture in those groups. So they, they love worship and they get it. And so we use them for booking. They help do all the tickets and all that, those detailings. And then, we have a road manager, her name's Camille, and she just kind of makes sure we all are on stage on time and <laughs> show up to the right city and park in the right spots with the buses. And, you know, it just takes a village. It's amazing. Like, everybody that's out, there's three different groups because it's us. We have an opener. We have Brian and Katie out right now, and then we have World Vision. All of those have merch, so we have three merch people, like, this is funny to me. I'm like, wow, it just takes so many people. There's three full buses and then the big semi. So it's a lot of moving parts. You're right. <laughs> wow. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. All right. Well, I know I appreciate, especially you need to get, you got to get uh, better before the next uh, event, get the allergies uh, fixed in, yeah. in these different towns, but where's the best place we can uh, yeah. purchase your music, check it out, all those different things and learn about the tour. Where can we go? Yeah, I think the best place would just be on my website at carriejob.com. And uh, we're also posting a lot on, on social media, Instagram and, and other places. So, Check us out. It's great, Carrie, to have positive messages on social media, right? That's the thing that you guys are really figuring oh, yeah. out because there's so much negativity out there that you guys are able to yeah. bring it out there because there's so many people that can see it. It's just amazing. The changes of how our uh, how we communicate. Amazing. Yeah. I know. It's pretty amazing. And I love it. This is really sweet on this tour because I can sit on the bus after a night and read people's experiences and their testimonies and what God did and it's just like it's like oh man yay when I said that it really would connect even though I didn't know what I was really saying or you know I just felt led to pray for this and this person was there and this happened and I love that social media can be be that I think people just have to be reminded that when there's something negative to just that people have feelings so if someone didn't like something to just remember hey just be kind and you know, if you didn't love it, that's all right. So, but we've been hearing amazing feedback. Well, Crystal, another amazing yeah. guest. Well, yeah. Yeah, and I'm definitely going to encourage all my friends to go to your show. I'll be in Arizona, so I'm really sad that I'm going to be missing it. Um, yeah. But I'll definitely yeah. be encouraging all my local people to go. Awesome. 
Thank you so much. I appreciate you guys. All right, take care. Thanks for taking the Thank time. You too. Appreciate it. Okay. See You're ya. Welcome. Okay. Bye. Bye-bye. You're listening Bye. to the Neil Haley Show, and we'll be back in just a moment. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Total Celebrity Show. You can check me out on Twitter at TotalTutor and NeilHaley.com, and I'm excited to have him on the line. We all know him from Ghostbusters, but also Grace and Frankie, Graves, and now Fox TV's APB, Ernie Hudson. Ernie, how are you? I'm doing fine. How you doing? It's uh, great to talk to you. I was able to talk to Justin Kirk a couple weeks ago, and he really kind of brought me into exactly what this show is about. But it's something where finally one of the bad guys turns to the good to help you and your and your and your team over there, and you're kind of a little uh, hesitant to help it, to be working with him, right? For sure, not trusting him. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's, um, and I'm not sure which character he's talking about, but yeah, my guy is a guy who's been on the force for 40 years, and, um, you know, we do things a certain way, but he also recognizes there's a need for change, and you have to, reluctantly sometimes, but you have to kind of embrace it, but you also have to kind of keep a lid on it and don't let him run too far, because if it falls apart, I'm the guy who gets blamed. So, um, it's, exactly. It's, um, yeah. And it's a guy who lives in a neighborhood that's probably the least served. So he's got a vested interest. Exactly. So your your character's Captain Captain Conrad, is that correct? Is that your is right. that, yeah. yeah. So tell us a little yeah. about your character and how your character is part of the show in a way. Yeah. Well, my character is uh, like I said he's a career guy. He's been with the police uh, department for 40 years. You know, he's um, he's a sergeant when the show starts. But then once this billionaire comes in with all these high-tech toys and all these ideas, a lot of people uh, leave. Really? So oh, I wow. get promoted from sergeant to captain, and basically what that means is I'm a guy who's been following orders, and now I'm the guy who gets to make the orders. And um, so it's a different level of responsibility, a different position for him. And yet, um, another layer layer of responsibility. Absolutely. So you're taking on this big role, and yet the whole department is becoming more technologically advanced and different to fight the bad guys. So it's like you're getting funded at this uh, police station's getting completely funded, and you're getting all the cool gadgets. And yet, you are still trying to figure out how to really lead an entire group of people. So it's it's too big, exactly. big. Yeah kind of things you're dealing with. You're struggling with the power that the billionaire Gideon has and then also how your team works together and how you can keep the old school mentality still at that station, right? Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, that's, uh, yeah, you summed it up very well. That's kind of where he is um, because it's not slowly introduced. I mean, this guy comes in with all these ideas and suddenly... Everything is thrown out, and we got drones, and we got apps, and we got stuff that my guy, uh, kind of like me in real life, just really don't understand, but he knows it's necessary. So, um, but we don't have a lot of time to adapt to this new thing. It's it's on. Exactly. <laughs> now, when we think about this, Ernie, it's and that's a it's it's a great point about you and technology and stuff. Talk about, I guess, the uh, learning some of these uh, gadgets when you're shooting the show. You're like, wow, this can be done? Because this really did happen. That's the other yeah. thing, that seriously somebody did create this kind of crime app that's like that uh, in this country. So this is not right. like this is not like fake, this is uh, sci- sci-fi. This really can happen, this kind of technology. Yeah, no, everything we use on the show are things that are possible and, and that uh, it's happening right now. The problem is, you know, we've cut back so much on our social services, uh, police departments, fires, and so forth, that they can't afford this stuff. But, you know, there are guys out there, companies out there that can, you know, just a matter of whether they can make them available. So, in fact, I was watching the news the other day, and as a police department, they just come up with a new app. I mean, you know, we're still policing like it's 1950. Right, exactly. But, uh, you know, we've come a long way now. Um, And it's changed things, whether we're ready or not. I mean, these cameras, things have changed, and we need to 
bring our police department, you know, at least up to speed. The bad guys have all the technology, too, so you guys need to have it as well. That's for sure. Exactly. Yeah, you know, the bad guys, you know, if you got the money, you can get anything. But unfortunately, we kind of handicap our police, and we want them to police the old way, but they're dealing with some new... The new technology has changed the world. I don't think we realize sometimes just how much it's changed, but um, it has. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's extraordinary. I mean, I'm, you know, I lost my uh, uh, my wallet. I couldn't find my wallet. My wife has an app where she hits the button, and suddenly my wallet's dinging from the <laughs> garage. I mean, stuff that um, just little things, and and and. Uh, it's it, it's changed, and we're talking about other countries hacking into exactly you know uh, our politics. I mean, it, it's it's we're on the cusp of something, hopefully something great. <laughs> so, but we can't run away from it. That's the thing. I think the show, that's the idea. of The show is it's here, and how does it impact? How can we use it for the greater good, as opposed to letting the wrong guys use it to take advantage so tonight again uh 9 p.m eastern uh little preview quick preview ernie what we should expect tonight for tonight's episode yeah i think tonight uh you know there's a there's a case of situation there's some technology that's been used uh in space travel that um wow. his company has developed that uh comes into play and uh an extraordinary way and suddenly you kind of go wow i mean it's you know, just be prepared to have your mind blown and to be open to some new ideas. All right, Ernie, we can follow you on Twitter and stuff, right? Is that the best place we can connect with you? Yeah, yeah. It's uh, Ernie Hudson uh, official on Facebook. Uh, Ernie um, underscore Hudson uh, on Twitter and um, and all the other things, which I'm... <laughs> I got gotcha. you. A little slow on my technology, too. So, you know. <laughs> well, other people will keep you up to date for sure. <laughs> All right. Well, good talking to you, Ernie. Best of luck, and thanks for coming on the show. Thank you. Great talking to you, too. See ya. Okay. Bye-bye. You're listening to the Total Celebrities Show. We'll be back in just a moment. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Neil Haley Show. You can check me out on Twitter at TotalTutorNeilHaley.com, and I'm excited to welcome to the program. Oh, my. You know who he is, the celebrity handicapper, Brandon Lang. Brandon, how are, how are you? And you say you're going to be good on March Madness. I remember our first time meeting last year. You came on my radio show for the first time during March Madness, and I was saying Arizona the whole way. You were laughing at me, weren't you? Yeah, they got a good shot this year until they run into Gonzaga, who I'm very, very, very high on. A lot of people here on the East Coast go to bed early. They really haven't seen Gonzaga all year long, but um, they are legit. And um, I think the way the college basketball landscape has gone all year long, we're in for, I I think, one of the best tournaments ever. Now, I say that every year, and some years it doesn't live up to the hype, but I believe this year it will. I remember earlier this year you had four top the top four teams in the country were playing on one night. Three of those four got upset on the same night, and that kind of tells you the parity uh, of the top 15s and the 15 teams in the country all have potentially possibilities of losing. So, I think we got some Cinderellas out there. I think we got some uh, a George Mason uh, type run in, in, in somebody. And uh, I think we're in for an incredible tournament. See, interesting, and I know you're not get, you got to go to BrandonLang.com to hear all your unbelievable picks, but I'm going to already disagree with you with this SMU thing. And because you have, you, the problem is Wisconsin's history, Brandon, Wisconsin's history. And you talk about uh, that's that's going to be interesting a Wisconsin matchup against Villanova in the second round. You know, you're, we were talking about you know years that Villanova go all the way. You say they were win the national championship. Look out for that matchup. Reason is look at history, Brandon, of eight seeds or teams like the Wisconsin that always just blows up a bracket whenever everyone, everyone's sleeping them. You do you think maybe they over the underrated the Big Ten to have Wisconsin in an eight seed? They're not gonna beat Virginia Tech, bro. They will beat Virginia Tech. They're they're I've watched Wisconsin all year long. They couldn't defend the high pick and roll 
of Michigan yesterday who was playing a fourth straight game after a plane crash and got punked. And Wisconsin was well-rested. So it's years past Wisconsin's been great, absolutely. But that's when they've been a really good basketball team. Um, I'm telling you, bro, you, you get all about that Wisconsin. But watching the Michigan game yesterday, they got exposed with the high pick and roll. And I'm telling you right now, Virginia Tech runs it better than anybody. And Virginia Tech can score where Wisconsin goes through stretches where they struggle to score. It's a great matchup. I'm going to take the five and a half nevertheless. And then, listen, if I'm wrong and Wisconsin gets by Virginia Tech, you've got a better chance of seeing God showing up at your house right now <laughs> with two hot she-males than Wisconsin even sniffing a win over Villanova because Villanova will spread them out and gut them just like they did Creighton in the Big East Championship. See, I look at history, Brandon. Okay, and I look at history, and that's what I look at this tournament. Like, for example, Notre Dame at a five seed. I think Notre Dame's going to really do some damage in this tournament. And the reason is history. Bray does very well in this tournament, and he really knows how in matchups to win. Do you see Notre Dame going further than a five, in uh, maybe to an Elite Eight? What's your thought on that one? I mean, they'll get to the Sweet 16 if, if they play well. Princeton's going to give them a scare. Um, and then they're, they're, they're probably going to get, you know, West Virginia, although Bobby Huggins better be careful because Bucknell is going to make his team because Bucknell doesn't turn the ball over, and West Virginia lives off turnovers. So they've got a really nice draw because Bucknell could be a 13 that upsets number four West Virginia and Bobby Huggins in the first round. Um, if they get to the, to the Sweet 16, they're not beating Gonzaga. They're just they're not going to. I think we're destined for a Gonzaga Arizona rematch in the Elite Eight if Arizona gets by St. Mary's, who people don't realize St. Mary's only has four losses this entire year. Four. And you ready for the crazy part about it? Of those four losses, three of them are to Gonzaga. Their only other loss was to Texas Arlington at home. Um, probably the worst game they played all year. Lost 65-51 as a 15-point home favorite. Other than that, no one's been able to beat them. They went into Dayton and beat Dayton, who's in the tournament, um, that, which is a really, really big win for them. They beat Nevada by 18, who's in the tournament. Really, really good win there. Um, so just keep an eye on that because if they, if they beat Arizona, which they're very capable of, you may get a fourth meeting between them. But if not, you're destined for an Arizona-Gonzaga rematch of the game that Gonzaga beat Arizona earlier this year. Brandon, watch out for VCU. They're not going to be happy. They are, they could knock off St. Mary's, and, I know. and that that, that could, I, I see ten seven possible VCU win. So this is the problem with these brackets and all these craziness. I look at history. I'm gonna look at Notre Dame. Look out for Notre Dame. Anyone else in that tournament? I see FSU, Florida State. As guess what? They're young. They're they uh they the ACC in certain ways this year has been a, a strange conference all the way together you know Pitt didn't even make the tour any tournament and yet they almost beat every one of the top teams in the conference so what's that saying about the ACC because Pitt stinks uh, I think that you're going to look at specifically enough a school like Florida State's not going to do well in this tournament uh on the Bro, uh, on the go ahead I agree with you Florida Gulf Coast is going to beat Florida State okay All right. and they're getting 12 and a half and then they're going to go to the uh, round of 32 and they're going to play the winner of Maryland and Xavier, and I believe Florida Gulf Coast pulls off the upset. I have two mid-majors going to the Sweet 16, and I would love to call for three of them, and I think potentially you might get that with UNC Wilmington, who is sitting there at a 12 seed getting to the Sweet 16. I have Middle Tennessee State as a 12 seed getting to the Sweet 16. And my other sleeper to get to the Sweet 16 is Florida Gulf Coast as a 14 seed, pulling off the magic that they did of a couple years ago that their head coach, who's now at USC, parlayed that run into about a $20 million contract. And he doesn't even need the money because he had a, he was in the finance business and, 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 and made, made about $20 million. So he was rich. Andy Edsel, I believe it is. He was rich. 
Goodness. much before. And they got the hot wife and got a little pub there back in the day. But I think Florida Gulf Coast is primed to do it as well. So those are my my upsets. And Purdue better be careful with Vermont 13 seed getting eight oh, and a half yeah. Oh, yeah. because Vermont's won 20 straight games, hottest team in college basketball. Now, if you're going to look at the Midwest, if you don't, you're going to go chalk. I think for the Final Four, you're looking at the Midwest. Kansas is not getting out. Louisville is going to the Final Four. You've heard it here first. Louisville, I've told you this all year. They are ups and downs, but you go into a tournament with. Uh, I, I just I I cannot count out Louisville with their experience. Meaning, as a tournament team, you're looking at history. Wherever Michigan State is, look out for them as well. Because Michigan State, again, Miami of Florida, so you have Michigan State winning. Maybe Michigan State knocks off Kansas, goes to the Sweet 16. Brandon, Kansas is, Kansas is not getting out of there. Kansas is not Louisville getting out of the Midwest. Be, Louisville could be the dumbest team in college basketball. Their basketball IQ is about four. But I'm telling they, 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 they are a moronic basketball team that is going to get beat. In that Midwest, the shocker, that's going to the Final Four is Iowa State. Do not sleep on them. They went into Kansas and beat Kansas. Down the stretch, they have one loss, which was an 11-point loss to West Virginia at West Virginia. Other than that, they had a two-point. Once they had a once so they you have Iowa State. Texas, you have Iowa State getting the have Final Iowa Four. Iowa State going to the Final Four. They have one um, at Miami of Florida. They lost at Gonzaga by two. Um, lost to Baylor at Baylor by two, went into Oklahoma State and won by 10, went into, um, went into Kansas, won by three, broke their 29-game home winning streak, and down the stretch they have won nine of their last ten with the only loss uh, to end the regular season at West Virginia. This team is legit. They got great guards. They got a forward who can shoot the three. Iowa State is my shocker to come out of the Final Four in the Midwest. All right, and so in the South – North Carolina's not going, out, getting out of there. Brandon, who's Brand- going to beat him, bro? Bro, who's going to beat him? Uh, that's going to be an interesting one. But I look out for UCLA again. I, 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 I like UCLA. You and- need to find out about the health of Alonzo Ball, and they're going to keep that quiet. But there's no way UCLA is covering that near twenty number against Kent State. Kent State will fight them to the wire. Um, be careful at Dayton if they get by Wichita State. They're going to frustrate Kentucky. Um, but the only team that has the potential in that bracket is Kentucky to beat North Carolina is Kentucky. And if John Calipari can get there against them, don't put it past those young bucks to give North Carolina all they could handle. So You've already, that, I think, I can give you my final matchup. That's okay. the matchup we're going to get. I believe we're going to get North Carolina, and Kentucky. I got, I got Kentucky going to the Final Four after talking to you and kind of Louisville, Louisville, Kentucky in the Final Four. Listen, and then on the other side, Villanova. And I'm not going with Gonzaga. Uh, and, and that's going to be the hardest tournament. I'm going with Notre Dame. So there you go. Notre Dame, Louisville. You're like, oh, my gosh. Let's see what happens. Kentucky and Villanova. And Villanova will win the national championship. The only team Villanova is going to be tested by is Wisconsin because of history. So it's going to be a very close game. Let's see. You well, have, here, yeah. well, here you go. How many bottles of wine are you down? Oh, Jesus. Three. Uh, yeah, three. We'll say three. Go ahead. You're down at dinner and three bottles of wine. So you get five points for your final four, and you get 15 points for the national champion. Okay. So your final four, we'll write this down. Your final four is who? Is Louisville, Kentucky, Villanova, and who did I say? The, and Notre Dame. Okay, so you write that down right now. Write that down. Now, write, put a line, and it's my final four is Villanova, Gonzaga, Iowa State, North Carolina. Okay. In the final, I have Villanova and North Carolina in a rematch, and I believe Villanova is your national champion. I have Villanova, so Kentucky. Villanova, Kentucky. Oh. We'll have it on. We have it on tape. Don't worry. I know you do a thousand radio shows, but don't worry. You can find this all at neilhaley.com and go to brandonlanghot.com. Brandon, remember, I remember I did sl- the Arizona. You told me don't even think about it, and they got knocked out in the first round. I'm not going to tell you this, but I, I really believe, and, and the reason Villanova is going to win is just because they have an easy road. You know, you're, and, and you're right about one thing. You said that North Carolina has a very easy road to the Final Four. But yep. but trust me, Kentucky, 
We'll see what happens. And the, the, let the madness begin. And next week, you come back to see who is closest on a Sweet 16. You probably have 52 brackets, don't you, Brandon? No, I only do three. Okay. I only do three. And at BrandonLang.com, all my handicappers will have their bracket up by tomorrow. So you can kind of see what everybody's thinking at my website. Every handicapper will have a bracket. So enjoy it. And, uh, brother man, we'll do it next week. All right. Take care, Brandon. See ya. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. You're listening to the Neil Haley Show. We'll be back in just a moment. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Neil Haley Show. You can check me out on Twitter at TotalTutor and Neil Haley. Dot com and I'm excited to welcome the program from NBC's Taken, Gaius Charles. Gaius, thanks for calling. How are you? Um, well, good to be with you. Okay, so NBC's Taken. I love this concept. Congrats so far on the ratings so far for the show. Let's talk a little bit about your Thank character, you. but again, I'm sure you were excited when you got this opportunity, especially I'm sure you're a fan of Taken the movie with to go back 30 years, Brian Mills, before Brian Mills became Brian Mills, you know? I thought that was really a cool part yeah. of this thing, yeah. Yeah, it, it is very cool. Um, you know, I remember seeing the first Taken movie in the theaters and just being, like, really um, just excited about it and just like, wow, you know? Because you don't, you, you know, obviously the great Liam Neeson uh, is an amazing actor and all that kind of great stuff, but just to see how they put that and then put it with this theme of this guy who's dad with some skills he's gonna go and get these bad guys he's gonna take him out he's gonna get his daughter back um i just thought that was so well done and then for them to be doing a show uh it was really cool because there were just some great people involved um alex carey who is a who was a writer on homeland um who's our showrunner who's our head writer um alex graves who's you know just an amazing amazing director who did our pilot and so when all those sort of different people started getting involved um, it just became that much more exciting, and um, it's just cool to kind of share that world um, with the TV audience now. Because you have folks who are fans of the movies, which is great. But what's cool about what we're doing is we're sort of borrowing the DNA from the from the movies, but we're also creating our own show that allows us to explore both both Brian Mills and the characters around him who helped him develop those skills. Exactly. And then then he has that horrible tragedy later on. The first one got him involved in this, and then right. later we go back from the movie. Right. But I think what's awesome, again, is your character, John, your character's John. You're an alpha male, another secret uh, special ops member of the team, but you have a past that sometimes you never, you can't forget about, right? cool about it is as you're watching the the show and you know as we i think it's episode six of the first season we go back and we see john his community he comes from kind of a rough community um and we see you know that he's had some you know different involvement in gangs in his past and um he's somebody who's sought to turn his life around and you know, do things for the greater good. And I think for John, it's about using his skills and his talent um, to help people and to really, you know, keep the country safe and to stop terrorist threats and, and really be a force of good. Right. But do you think at one point that he, he forgets about where he's at in certain ways, his past and kind of takes some of his past into the present, or we're going to find that out, find out what happens with that character in that way. Well, we're gonna we're gonna sort of we're gonna explore some of that in the sense like we go back, we meet some, we meet one of his we meet his brother actually in episode six. Um, there's some gang activity that he gets involved in. He's trying to like you know be a peacemaker. He's trying to quell it, but he gets kind of wrapped up in it again. Um, you know, which is really interesting. We get to see him as a man of faith. You know how his faith plays a role in what he does. Um, so you know while while John is you know, the leader of the uh, Black Ops team, and we get to see him, you know, be this really sort of um, just tough, you know, kind of cutting dude. We also get to see, you know, some of his heart and some of his, you know, struggles and how he overcomes them. Well, fantastic. Everyone needs to tune in Monday nights, 10 p.m. Eastern. Best place we can find information on you. Are you on Twitter and stuff? We could check you out. Where can we go? For you. Yeah, so folks can folks can follow me at Gaius Charles at G A I U S C H A R L E S. 
on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. All right. Well, thanks for calling, and I, I love reminiscing about Pittsburgh. See you. See all the best. Thanks. Take okay, care. bye-bye. You're listening to The Neil Haley Show, and we'll be back in just a moment. Hi, everyone, and welcome to The Neil Haley Show. You can check me out on Twitter, at TotalTutor, and NeilHaley.com. I'm excited to welcome the program uh, Jackson Colby of Tandoor Chef. Jackson, thanks for calling. How are you? Hey, no, that's not bad at all. <laughs> oh, and interesting. So can you share some statistics about packing your lunch versus eating out? You're kind of getting into that, but it's amazing to mm-hmm. know how much money spent. That's what you're trying to tell us by area. Well, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, packing your lunch for worker school, it's just cheaper than eating out. According it's to a, a visa survey that just came out, the average, the average American adult spends about nearly $1,000 a year eating out for lunch, wow. $1,000. Now, take that times, you know, the mommy and daddy there, uh, you know, that's quite a substantial amount of money that you're talking about. Uh, the same study said that about 30% of Americans say that they never eat out for much. So that means 70% of us are eating out somewhere. And it's, it's a lot of work. That's one of the things I think that the problem is, I mean, I can't stand having to pack my kids lunch and they spend a ton at school on lunch. So that's one of the things is it's probably a convenience thing that sometimes people do. Oh yeah. 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 yeah it's something you need to do. I mean, for packing your lunch for work or for school, I mean, it's, it's, it's real easy. All you have to do is plan out your shopping, just plan ahead. Plan those meals for the entire week. Uh, it'll save you time in the aisles. You don't that way you you know what you're going to get. You know what you're getting. You you don't have to hesitate. You can just get in there and get out. Uh, the grocery list is, is your it, it's your friend. Uh, it, it'll get you in there in an efficient manner and, and get you out. Uh, and of course, just buy sale items. Uh, you can buy them in bulk. That's a great you idea. Those items that are already individually wrapped in order to save money. Uh, you're perfect. Uh, you know, like uh, one thing that my kid loves is Lunchables, you know, for instance. Um, he, he absolutely adores those things. And, you know, that, that helps out a lot, um, you know, in, in the process of, of, of just, boom, here you go, kid. You, you take this in and it has everything you need and it's a, a square meal, you know. And you talked about the planning portion of it. That's so important because, again, if you're not planning the lunches throughout the week, it can get boring for the kids, and they'll say, I just want to eat out. Or for for mom and dad at work, they're going to get bored very easily and say, okay, look what, look what all my uh, colleagues are ordering. So pl- that planning time in the weekend is very, very important. I'll tell you what, like around here, if we if we uh, are going to order lunch in um, or try to get lunch for everybody, just imagine that we spent a lot of time trying to figure out what restaurant we're going to go to. It's unproductive time because um, we're fighting about, oh, I want Italian or I want Indian or I want, you know, I want to go get some cheese sticks or something. You know, I mean, it, it's crazy how much time we waste in the office just on, on trying to figure out what we're going to have. Uh, that's why if you just pack your lunch, you, you can get all your work done faster and easier and uh, get out the door sooner, hopefully. Can you talk talk to us about Tandoor Chef is an easy way to pack your lunch and stay healthy? That's the thing that you're definitely on today to tell us about because we got to find a way. Like you said, for mom and dad, they're not going to want the Lunchables. So <laughs> this is definitely a right. better option. Yeah. yeah. And I was going to say, we got like chicken curry, chana masala, chicken tandoori with spinach. And, you know, they're 200 calories or less. It's good stuff. Uh, a lot of veggie, uh, vegan uh, certified uh, items as well. But instead of packing your lunch, you can just grab a frozen meal, like from Tandoor Chef. Uh, frozen meals are more convenient. They're portion controlled. They're easy to keep track of all the calories. Uh we have so many different authentic Indian recipes. They're perfect for your lunch. Uh, a little bit of excitement. Uh, it'll never get boring. Uh, we even have non-pizzas, uh, um, which are just oh, wow. phenomenal. They're just different kinds. There's eggplant. There's, uh, you know, a pepperoni one. There's, uh, you name it, we have it. And it, it is, it's easy. It's just an affordable option. Um, they're health conscious. Uh, it's restaurant quality. We use a process that uh, freezes in the natural preservatives. Of the meal, and like I said, I mean, uh, most of our uh, entrees are 300 calories per serving or less. Uh, most of them are 200, so uh, you can't go wrong with that. We even have a vegetable masala burger that's just to die for. But it's so much easier just to go ahead, go to that frozen food aisle, you know, go to your Kroger, go to your Safeway, your Publix, uh, grab a Tandoor Chef, and then that, that way you don't don't even have to think about anything. It's already done. You can pop it in there, boom, you're ready to go, and uh, you can still get your work done. And, and like I said, get out that door sooner, hopefully, and get back home. I think it's awesome. 
Uh, that, that's definitely uh, cool. Where's the best place we can find information? I, but where's the best place we can find info on Tandor Chef? I said locally, you can get uh, Tandor Chef at Kroger safely in Publix. Uh, go to tandorchef.com. We'll have, we have information about Pack Your Lunch Day on there as well uh, with more tips and suggestions for you. Uh, join us on Facebook, Twitter, Pinterest, and YouTube and Instagram. We're all over on the socials. Um, and uh, like I said, it's, it's, it's just a wonderful way to uh, make your lunch exciting once again. Take care. Appreciate it. All right. Thank thank you, Neil. Take care. Bye-bye. Live from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, the Total Education Show, the talk shop for teachers, parents, and administrators. Here's your host of the show, Neil Haley, the Total Tutor. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.